to Between the Times, a podcast of Christ Church Presbyterian, and welcome to episode 50. We cannot believe that we have made it this far. And uh, brothers, we we have hit a mark here, have we not? (laughs) Uh, But you, our listeners, we are thankful that you have joined us again. Uh, We're here with our usual cast of characters, uh, Dr. Gabriel Williams, uh, Pastor John Payne, and I am uh, Pastor Ross Hodges from Christ Church Presbyterian in Charleston, South Carolina. And we are glad today to be speaking with Pastor John about a recent uh, mission trip, as it were, that he he took to the United Kingdom. Uh, We want to hear about that and hear about uh, what God is doing there and also uh, what is behind uh, the work there as far as church planting and biblical mission. And so, uh, John, it's good to have you back. Thanks. Good to be back. Can you can you let everybody know what it is that uh, a lot of our members know that you were gone, uh, but just give us an overview of, of where you went and what you were doing. Yeah. So some of our uh, members will will know our our connections with uh, several churches in the UK through the EPCEW, which is the Evangelical Presbyterian Church of England and Wales, which is it's kind of a funny name, as it were, because there's a church in Sweden that's connected to this denomination. There's a church in Berlin that's connected to this denomination. And uh, and they're talking to churches in, in Ireland as well about coming in. So the, the name's going to get really long if they don't <laughs> change it from England and Wales. Maybe it should be elsewhere in Wales. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so we have, uh, of course, connections with many of these churches. Uh, Josh Rieger's church in Hexham in the north of England. Uh, Bill Schweitzer's church in Gateshead, which is just right across the River Tyne, uh, right across from, from Newcastle. And then Kevin Bidwell in, in Sheffield, England. And, and all part of the same denomination, all working uh, in church planting and doing a great job. We're so blessed to be able to support them prayerfully and financially through our congregation. Anyway, they had a Reformation 500 conference uh, in in uh, Newcastle Gateshead in a, in a 12th century church uh, that's been refashioned uh, into a, a meeting hall, community center kind of uh, uh, property. And it's, they just did a great job with it. It's a beautiful place for the conference. And um, it, the conference was around Reformation themes. Um, Jeffrey Thomas preached on sola gratia uh, and sola scriptura. Uh, Joel Beakey spoke on uh, the preaching of John Calvin and uh, and other themes as well. Um, uh, I spoke on uh, Mar- uh, bi- two bi- biographical lectures, one on Martin Luther and one on John Knox. And uh, then there were others as well. Kevin Bidwell and, and Bill Schweitzer uh, spoke. And uh, Bill, one of the lectures that he gave was on whether or not the church still needs Reformation today. And this is a really engaging lecture. And uh, the answer was, of course, yes, mm-hmm. the church still does need Reformation today. And, and, and was the Reformation necessary in the first place? And, of course, the answer was yes. Mm-hmm. If you study medieval Roman Catholic uh, uh theology, you'll recognize that, yes, there was indeed a great need for clarification on the gospel and, mm-hmm. and on worship and so forth. So after that, uh, actually right before that, I was at Edinburgh Theological Seminary uh, giving lectures there on the mound uh, at the seminary there and um, spoke on pastoral piety 
uh, as well as gave a lecture on John Owen uh, on the Lord's Supper mm. and uh, the, the rich theology of, of, of the Puritans, but in particular John Owen, and how it can be an encouragement to the church today to think more deeply about its uh, commitments liturgically and, uh, and with the sacraments in particular. And then um, went to Northern Ireland to meet with a, uh, a, a pastor, a PCA pastor, named Andrew Gretzinger. Uh, he's married there, has five kids, uh, small kids, and they are doing church planting in a very difficult area mm -hmm. uh, north of Belfast. And uh, a lot of deep divisions and divides within the people of Northern Ireland and, and the Republic of Ireland as well. And it was interesting to learn all about that and to, to see the work that, uh, that they're doing that, that God willing will be sending a team to next summer. Yeah, now tell us, I, it, for those of us who haven't traveled there or aren't familiar with the state of the church in Europe as a whole or in the UK in particular, um, what is sort of the overall 30,000 foot view picture of just evangelical Christianity mm. uh, in these areas and, uh, and therefore how do the works that you've just mentioned, these church plants, how do they fit into just sort of the Christian context of the United Kingdom? The view from 30,000 feet is, is uh, bleak. It's things do not look good. Uh, there's been a, in the last 50 years, a, a very uh, strong digression uh, of the church. Churches closing, you see everywhere, you see churches turned into community centers and uh, sometimes even mosques, mm -hmm. um, restaurants, apartment mm -hmm. complexes, homes. Uh, I mean, we have a, an old church on Sullivan's Island that's been turned into a, a home, and it's just kind of disheartening mm -hmm. sometimes to see that because you know that at one point that church uh, was not able to continue. But strong secularization, uh, church attendance is, is very low in the, in the United Kingdom and all over Western Europe, really. <clears throat> so it's hard ground, humanly speaking. But, but uh, if you come down from 30,000 feet and you begin working with some of these churches and get into the seminaries and see young men being trained for the ministry and with a lot of zeal and uh, it's very encouraging actually mm -hmm. you, you see light uh, you see encouragement and courageous young men wanting to go into ministry in, in a difficult uh, ministerial context mm -hmm. uh, so yeah I, I I'm, I'm encouraged by the church planting efforts I see through the EPCW, uh, through the Free Church uh, of Scotland, mm -hmm. uh, through the International Presbyterian Church as well, uh, overseas, and then other, of course, gospel denominations and organizations that are doing good work over there. So on one level, from the view from 30,000 feet, look at the percentages, you're, it's a little discouraging. Sure. But when you get down uh, into the trenches and you see all the work going on and mm -hmm. And, and churches being planted, you know, uh, Nathan Olson, who's working with the Free Church, he's from this area, he's working with the Free Church as a missionary over there, helping them get organized with their church and strategic with their church planting efforts. Mm. And their, their, their new goal is uh, 30 churches by 2030. Oh. And they already have several going that have mm. recently, in the past couple of years, launched. And so it's really encouraging. I mean, uh, in, in, in decades past, church planting wasn't a real serious uh, goal in, in the life of the free church, as far as I understand it. Now it's, it's right on the front of everybody's minds, yeah. and Nathan has helped to, to bring that. Now, keeping that thought in mind, 
we as Christ Church uh, have intentionally gotten behind the church planting efforts in the in the UK and other places around the world, um, and we're talking about the Free Church having a new emphasis on church planting and the EPCEW with their emphasis on church planting and healthy churches establishing other churches. Um, enlighten us a little bit why we're putting time, money, effort, and prayer into church planting in particular when there are other good people doing good things that, you know, you, you could look at people doing various mission works and various other organizations doing things that, that other people could argue are furthering the cause of the gospel in Europe. Um, why have we chosen to get behind these things? Yeah, why, why a priority on focusing on church planting? Yes, yes, exactly. And and the answer is because the Bible puts mm. priority on it. Mm. It's as simple as that. We, we don't want to discredit other kinds of diaconal or mercy ministry things going on, but should that be the priority of the work of the church as church? And I, I'd say no, it needs to be church planting. <clears throat> uh, the Great Commission. Go forth into all the world and 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 preach the gospel and make disciples, um, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them all that I commanded, and I will be with you always. So uh, all authority has been given to Christ. We go in His authority as the church. We preach the gospel. We make disciples. We we do that by by teaching and preaching the whole counsel of God, and uh, and we minister the sacraments. Uh, what does that sound like? Sounds like the church. Mm -hmm. It sounds like church planting. And what did we see the apostles doing in the New Testament? Planting churches, checking up on churches, and planting more churches. <laughs> yes, planting, the, the language we see repeated over and over in Acts is they were planting and strengthening churches. They would plant mm -hmm. churches and then come back around later and strengthen those churches by uh, preaching, teaching, counseling, encouragement, letters. That's That's what was happening. So... Of course, we see this as the mission of the church. There are other ancillary things that we'll, we'll do, but that has to be the main driving thing. And why? Let's ask this question. Let's throw this out there. Why is it that God would make this the priority in mission? Well, probably the simplest answer for that is it is through the Word of God that the church is produced, and the church Amen. is made. And so that means. If you're not directly in the business of actually strengthening and planting churches, then you're, in some sense, subverting the mission of God and building Amen. and making his disciples. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's so good. Let's talk about it some more. I just, I just love that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so important. And there's a lot of people that are confused about that in our day. Well, yeah, you have God's kingdom being built in a particular way, and the foundation of that kingdom is the church. Mm -hmm. He, he has established, Jesus himself establishes the church, gives us the church, says the church is his body, uh, says that he is the head of it, um, and then gives the ordinances and the officers for that institution. Uh, he ordains all of these things for the furtherance of his kingdom. And so while there will be other, as you said, ancillary things connected to the church and other uh, ministries and ministry opportunities, which, like you said, we, you know, we don't want it to downplay, uh, we still want to say that the main thing is the main thing. Yes, yes, it's got to be the the priority. And so these uh, churches, the Free Church of Scotland denomination, the, uh, the EPCEW, which we already have major ties with, uh, the, the Presbyterian Church of Ireland, which Andrew Gretzinger is right. 
connected to. He's a PCA minister, we call it in our uh, polity, ministering out of bounds. Doesn't mean he's doing anything wrong. It just yeah. means he's not within the bounds of a presbytery here in America. And he's mm -hmm. ministering in Northern Ireland to plant uh, churches. And so uh, it's, in it's interesting, though, when you think about Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. A lot of people hadn't stopped to think about how these are, these are two different countries. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, one that is still under the, the rule of, of Parliament mm -hmm. in uh, London. Mm -hmm and another which is his own republic. And uh, so those <clears throat> who don't understand uh, the so-called troubles of, of, of Ireland uh, throughout really uh, the last you know, 50 years and, and longer, uh, they'll know that the ones that do know about these troubles know that there are very deep divides within uh, Irish culture. Uh, between Protestants and Catholics, because not only is it a religious divide, it's a deep political divide. Those who want to uh, continue uh, in union with Great Britain and those who want, uh, who are nationalists, who want independence. Mm -hmm. And um, the troubles of the 1970s and 80s brought about a lot of death and terrorism. Uh, thankfully, most of that has, has slowed down, but there are still deep suspicions and um, bitterness that exists amongst those who remember as if it was yesterday all of the bombs going off and their mm -hmm. children being in danger when they go to school and and those kinds of things so so what I learned was that the obstacles are really great in Northern Ireland for planting uh, a Bible church particularly in a, in a heavily Roman Catholic area like the mm -hmm. Grexingers are in now they've seen some openness uh, mm -hmm. wonderfully some openness to, to coming to different functions in the community that the church mm -hmm. puts on and recently they had a movie night uh in, inside the old church building and uh, showed mm -hmm. charlie brown or something mm -hmm. and, and several families came and they were able to get into some gospel conversations and uh one as i understand it one couple is having some some marital issues and uh andrew's going to be meeting with them and mm -hmm. uh, so there's you know wonderful gospel opportunities opening up as they seek to to plant this church in this in this community. It's kind of like a replant. They have an old, mm -hmm. beautiful church building that needs a little work, and uh, that there is no one worshiping in the building right now, and they would love to see a kind of replant there in that facility. And we have the opportunity, it looks like, this summer to take a team there. Is that right? We are. We are. Uh, in next July, uh, we will be taking a, a team to Cushendall, Northern Ireland. It's uh, about an hour north of Belfast on the Irish coast. Uh, it is um, a great opportunity to reach out to this community. Uh, to we'll, we'll do a vacation Bible school. Uh, we'll probably do some work on the old church building that needs mm -hmm. some some work. Morty trying to recruit a couple of handymen to come since I'm pretty useless and things like that. <laughs> uh, we have several handymen in our church that maybe uh, could come over and help with that. Uh, and there will be other things as well that we could we could potentially do sports clinics and things mm -hmm. just different ways to reach out with the, with the gospel to help encourage contacts for this uh, new church. So if you're listening to this and you're interested in going on that trip, please let us know. Uh, you can uh, email the church. Uh, you can find that email address on the website. Uh, we'd love to have you join us for that. Um, and John, we are we're thrilled uh, that the Lord has uh, used you over the years uh, in the UK and most recently on this trip. We're so thankful for the work that he's doing there through the EPCW and the Free Church. 
uh, and now also in Northern Ireland. And so we'd ask our listeners to pray for the work that's going yes. on there, uh, to pray for the ministry of the Word, uh, to pray for the strength of the church, uh, and the strength of the gospel witness that's there. And we do thank you for joining us on this episode of Between the Times. We uh, ask you to stay tuned for our upcoming episodes, and uh, we look forward to being with you next time.